0: Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor, and we are here today to talk about the Celtics.
1: Pretty much entirely, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is going to be kind of a first for us to not have much hockey stuff to talk about. I don't know if we'll even touch on it at all until, um, you know, a little bit later, if we do. And I figure this, there's actually some Celtics news and some stuff that maybe we haven't touched on yet or that's kind of... Happening every, you know, there's new stuff that seems to be happening daily now. So, let's um, just say,
1: let's just say, President Brad isn't waiting for the off season. All right, yeah, he's starting it. He's getting it going. He's firing it up, and I love it. I love the initiative. I love the moves. Um, I do have a big problem with the moves. I mean, we're just gonna get into it now. So let's do it. All right. Obviously, the first order of business is we'll, we'll go chronologically. Kemba Walker has been traded from this team we've brought up on this podcast numerous times about how there's rumors about how they weren't getting along. Um was surprising to uh, my, me and i believe you as well, right Andrew? That you, I was surprised to hear that rumor come out. I was surprised to hear that there was maybe almost a trade in um in over at the deadline of this past year. I was I was pretty surprised to hear that.
0: I'm surpri- I was most surprised to hear that part because to be honest with you, i didn't think anybody wanted him at that point, you know, like I could see them wanting him in the off season getting him to uh you know rehab his issues that he's been having and be ready to go for next year but yeah no I I mean I didn't really see first of all if I did see the trade coming it I didn't see it coming that quickly how about that Sure
1: certainly not before the end of the season but I do love right. that it happened at that time Now I do have problems with the trade and some some aspects but i love a lot of it and i think for brad it's a good first trade you know it's not a bad trade so any non-bad trade is a good first trade in my opinion would you agree absolutely with that? yeah yeah no for sure um so yeah i especially thought that kemba would i mean and clearly there's something behind the scenes that wasn't clicking as well uh and maybe that was part of his rehab maybe he's worried about his maybe you know we're not do, getting him back to health the way that he needs it or something like that definitely not trying to uh, cast any shade upon the uh, Celtics, you know, health and wellness and training. Um, I think, you know, I think we're pretty good with that. Um, but, you know, maybe just something not gelling, not making sense. But it, it was two, you know, it's been two years where he's had to, you know, kind of hurry back. And then this year it was like as if we were waiting so long. We waited till January. January wasn't very long to wait because we started in late December. And we rushed him back again, and so it's just like it would have been nice for a long offseason to see what Kemba Walker could have looked like in a Celtic uniform next fall. That's not going to be the case, but who we will be seeing is a familiar face by the name of Al Horford. I'm excited to get Al back on the condition that he can still play power forward. Uh, we have far too many centers now. I don't know how this suddenly happened, but I feel like we are superfluous at center, and I do think that you may see some names get shipped from our center, uh, specifically ones that share initials with myself. Um, but I, <laughs> I was uh, – <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm glad to see Al back. It's obviously – it's a win in the, in the salary cap. Uh, Kemba was 36 going out. Al's 25 coming in. But what I hear is that he's only – 14 of that is guaranteed. And Al's a team player, and I'm sure Al wants to win a championship. So if that's flexible on his end, I wouldn't be surprised to see Al – Aiding with that, if you will. Um, my biggest problem with the trade is that we have now lost the. Um, we lost the pick. Uh, we lost our only pick in the first round of this very stacked and uh, big draft. Uh, and that upsets me. I think 16th pick could be a starter in this draft. I think it's a very deep draft. Um, but. Uh, you know we're now we now we're pickless and you know who are we dealing with we were dealing with the pick hoarder himself shout out to that emerson pride lion emerson college alum sam Presty, gm of the okc thunder who owns 10 of this year's draft and i believe 17 wow. first round picks between now and 2025 you know not very far away <laughs> we're in yeah. 2021 at this point uh you know To to work with to you know to have your first trade be with this guy who knows exactly what the hell he's doing and has made out in all of these trades I think I think he's found a way to at least make the argument that they won it if not it was a draw Um, you know I I feel like we got a little fleece um, in having to lose that pick I don't totally understand it it basically means that Moses Brown who's the second player we've acquired in this draft in addition to the second round pick in a few years uh, that Moses Brown is essentially who we're drafting at sixteen. This is something you're going to have to look at in four years, but just to, you know, just to see if, you know, that was wise, you know, and it it, right now it doesn't feel wise. Moses Brown, a lot of people like him. Great, fantastic defensive rim protector. I'm excited to see him. Uh, I just don't want him to take minutes from Bob Bill. Um, And again, this is also where the my initial point comes in that I need Al Horford able to play power forward.
0: I mean, his first comments were, I have some unfinished business to take care of, I guess, or something along those lines, which, of course, I mean, that's what you want to hear. But hopefully he can prove that he's still going to be beneficial to this team and maybe him coming back and knowing the system a bit and knowing... Well, actually, I shouldn't even say that because we may get a completely different system next year uh, as far as coaching goes.
1: Right, our later talking point.
0: Right. So, you know, hopefully he can come in here and be a playmaker or, or be a contributor, I should say, and and help this team out. He knows a bunch of the players that are already on the team, so that's a big plus. You know, obviously, I don't think that Brad would have even considered the trade had he gone out on bad terms with other players on the team. You know, obviously, there was clearly some issues going on with Kemba, which I did want to mention a couple things to get your take on that. Um which I don't know if it led to the outing of this situation here or if him getting out of Boston, but you know, there were two things that i that I've read over the last couple of weeks. And one of them was that there were players uh, that were pretty, I guess, upset that it seemed like Marcus Smart was getting special treatment. And I don't know if we talked about this already on the last episode or the episode before, but, um, you know, there were players that were supposedly complaining that Marcus Smart was getting special treatment over others. And I don't know how true that is, but if it is true, do you think that that was maybe something that contributed to the fact that Kemba clearly wasn't happy here? Do we have an example of that? Not – well, I mean, like I said, it was just something that I had read uh, from a couple different sources, I think, on Twitter. So it wasn't just – some random person no saying I, it. I, but.
1: and, and uh, I, I believe that that's a thing I just wish I understood I'd have a better basically my my thought being I'd have a better take on it if I understood what that meant exactly what his preferential treatment was was he able to sit on any night that he wanted to uh you know what what was rubbing Kemba and uh, you know maybe other players the wrong way um my one thing is this regardless of what what it is um Marcus Smart is the longest-tenured Celtic on the team. Even with Al coming back, Marcus Smart was there before Al. Um, I don't know. That that means something to me. And then, I, obviously, we look at him as fans as, like, the embodiments of Celtics pride and everything like that. I don't know. Brad, Brad's brad been criticized for preferential treatment before with Gordon Hayward. Um, maybe it was a thing. My My issue being is, like, it sounds like it must be an organizational issue because once Brad's not coaching... You know those preferential treatment things
0: must still be well,
1: something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. In a, in addition to to that, I also again like I, I don't want people to take this as fact, but from multiple sources that I read on Twitter as well, I saw today that when the coaching decision was made, Brown, Tatum, and Smart were in were, you know were in the conversation of. You know, do we like this guy as a coach? Or, you know, I'm sure they, obviously they don't make the final decision, but they're, I mean, obviously Brown and Tatum need to be in the conversation for that. I mean, they're your two superstar players on the team that are going to be there hopefully for the foreseeable future. Uh, so it makes sense, but I don't see, I don't get you and I, this is where you and I differ because you love Marcus Smart. I don't dislike him. I'm not saying that I do, but I also don't know that he is like, he, yeah, he's been here the longest and, and all that, but I don't think I need him making decisions like that and getting special treatment because it's not like he's a superstar in my eyes. Okay, um, but I suppose you don't have to be a superstar to to be considered in those type of situations because I think you, you could in be a leader even more so.
1: Yeah, it's I think you could Martin be a, leader. a locker room leader. I know that on court he kind of looks like a buffoon at times, and it's at the expense of the you know, the team, but
0: look, I, I love his hustle. I love all of that. That's my favorite part about Marcus smart. He's a tough player. You know, he's not afraid to dive on the ground to get the ball and all that kind of stuff. I love his play in that sense. I just never understood the hype of like him as a player. I get him as a leader and him as a locker room presence. That part I understand.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not seeing that as, like, in that room, I feel like his voice is the le- the lesser. Here's my incredibly, and I'm sorry that this is just what came to me for the listeners and you, Andrew, but here's my incredibly basketball metaphoric example of how I would like what and how I believe that panel was considered. When you vote for all-stars and, like, all-team, you know, the coaches and the players and the media all have a different you know staggered weight of voting you know and I would hope that there's a staggered weight and that like Tatum and Brown are pretty much the same you want both of them on the same page but if Marcus Smart isn't totally agreeing you go with the two-thirds majority there that being said I love that he his thoughts were considered I consider him one of the biggest leaders on this team he's you know he seems like he's kind of a big brother to those two um, which is just so weird to think of when we're all we're older than them. Oh my god! We're just, anyways, this is anyways. Off subject. You're a
0: boomer. Age.
1: Um, I'm a zoomer, dude. Come on. Um. Oh right. So, I, I I like that he was considered a lot of people, and I believe we had this conversation with the Boston Brit or something, or maybe it's just I, I've had this conversation with a lot of people, and I've seen it on the internet a lot. The three untouchables that people say that's echoed on Twitter all the time are Tatum. Brown and Smart, and that's been Dude. when Kemba is even at his best. No. He's always been expendable.
0: First of all, I, I just want to touch on the fact that you said that we are older than all of them, which I knew that we were older than Brown and, and Tatum. We're not than Kemba, I know that. No, no, but we're still older older than Marcus Smart, who to I me... know, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Looks 40 years old.
1: He And he has four <laughs> years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Might be also, maybe he looks that and it seems that way in the Celtics
0: organization, dude. So they are like, we got to get, <laughs> get dads. I, I guess on. so. Yeah. I um, still stand by what I said earlier in the, you know, or a few episodes ago, where for me personally, if you want to shake up on this team, and I know you don't like this take, but Marcus Smart is your most valuable trade asset well, when I had said that earlier, I didn't even think that Kemba was on the block.
1: Well, he's obviously uh,
0: not a valuable trade asset because let's uh, and I have a lot
1: to get into on Al, but let's like you know let's be completely honest. Uh, you know we we got some money off, not really, and we got an older star on a still bad contract back, and we lost a first round pick. This is, if anything, like an okay trade. It's not a bad one. It's an okay trade. Maybe it'll be good, but you know like let's not act like this is crazy something so like Kemba wasn't a trade asset you're you're still factually correct that Marcus Smart is our biggest valued trade asset Considering and I will take considering compliment. Jared consider considering Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum uh, should be off the table correct untouchables yes,
0: yes right
1: so that considered yeah Marcus Smart's your biggest trade asset uh, I don't want we disa- we disagree that I, I think it'd be stupid to let him go um, but I, I understand your point with the shakeup. I can't deny that. I'm just, I want to see what, I don't know, let's see what Brad has up his sleeve because uh, Dan, Danny was fresh out of ideas. But, you know, shout out to his drafting and thanks for the championship and uh, everything else that we said last episode. <laughs> so, I, I, I you're not wrong. Kemba wasn't a valuable trade asset, clearly. Um, but I, I don't, I don't want to lose smart. I want to see what Tristan Thompson's worth out there. Um. Damn, I almost have a question that I want to ask myself, but I don't have the answer to it. It's like uh, the next, I think, best valuable asset to me is Robert Williams III. Uh, despite injury history, hmm. Marcus has his own fair share of it. You know, he seems to be mendable. Um, what about what about Peyton Pritchard? Pritchard is, I think, in that conversation. Yeah. Um, but I don't think anyone else really knows what to do with him yet, no, and what to
0: make of him. Um, it's. I mean, it's tough to know what to do with the pee-pee, man. I don't know. It's. It's so hard. P rabbit. <laughs> P rabbit. Fast pee-pee. The fast. Pee-pee. That's what it was.
1: Yeah, dude. You, oh my god. Uh, dude. I. I don't know what the trade is. I, I. I think I'm ready to lose Tristan Thompson. I don't know what we get there. I don't know that that's a big asset. I think with if it's a decent trade with Tristan Thompson, I think we got to lose. Uh, probably Romeo Langford or something. I don't want to do that. Um, there's weird parts of me that Here, would rather run this back without Kemba. And just here's, see.
0: The he, here's the, the uh, thing. Here's the thing that I not, want. It's like a cop-out answer. I don't know. Like, What am I expecting with that? I don't know. I want you to think about it this way, because I, I had this, this uh, conversation with myself recently about the Bruins, where it's like, clearly, you don't have the team that's going to win. So, you love the team, you love all the players, you don't want to see most of these guys go because you think that they have a lot of value right. when you're talking about right. Langford and, and so on and so on. Yeah. But, but the Celtics also have that extra layer give.
1: that we've addressed that is that, um you know, they have that extra layer of we love everyone on the team, but we hate them together still. <laughs> you know, like Exactly. So,
0: what? right, there has to be some form of right. of mix-up here. And th- that doesn't necessarily have to be Marcus Smart. I, no. I just... Like I said in the past, I feel like he's going to bring you your biggest right. return f- for a shakeup. You know, right?
1: I mean, we have like we got to call a spade a spade. We have shaken things up, but sure, you're you're, you're mentioning the biggest shakeup that brings back the most value, and I don't disagree with that.
0: To be honest, a new head coach alone is a massive shakeup.
1: Yes, whether and that's I'm-
0: good or bad. I, I don't know yet.
1: I'm ecstatic about it. Um, I don't know enough about Ume uh, Udoka. Udoka, right? I did this. I looked it up. Yeah, it's Udoka. Um, I don't know enough about him. I've asked. I, I talked to a friend of the podcast, Jack Herzog. He said he's an absolute G. Great guy. Just, like, super, like, good coach. Been on good teams. Good head. It's his time. Time to roll. Super stoked on that. Seems like Philadelphia's got high regards to speak of him. I'm excited to roll the dice on him. I wanted... Chauncey or Cassell Moore or um, you know I the reunion of Rick Carlisle would have been interesting. That's just kind of like a Celtics narrative um, but I I'm I didn't want the Bucks assistant coach because I hate buds and he's been under buds even though it's like it seems like assistant coaches get like completely like clean slates even when they're promoted like Ty Lu stepping up wasn't it's, it's as if he's not super Doc Rivers like and I couldn't disagree with that more um i understand that he just had two phenomenal series but i don't know um but yeah i just i'm i'm super excited for ume and i'm super excited for that shakeup, and i am glad brad is still in the organization but uh you know as soon as he's out the door in the coaching way it's like the all the issues you didn't hate you're not gonna miss you know Yeah, like I'm not going to miss these, you know, having Isaiah Thomas complaining because he's running out lineups that have never played together in in a pivotal game five in the playoffs. (laughs) You know, like there's there's a ton of stuff that I'm not going to miss. I think he was underappreciated and underrated as a coach um, in some regard. Um, I wonder if he'll ever coach again. Feels like when they make that jump, they never go backwards. So it does feel like we have right. executive Brad Stevens uh, from here on out, unless he does some return to college. And if this goes horribly wrong, um, but yeah, I, I'm curious about how much him and Ume are going to work together. You know, um, so I don't. I'm really excited about it.
0: I, it's definitely going to be different, and I think maybe it's something that they they really need. I mean, maybe this is what you know. They're they're one of those on the cusp teams of potentially being in the finals. I mean, obviously you've seen the track record over the last, let's just say five years of Eastern conference finals or appearances and, and almost making it all the way and all of that. So this could be what it takes. Plus maybe they make another trade that really helps them out this off season. And I mean, they do have a good team. They just don't have a, a great team together I mean we've said that a hundred times now so maybe the shakeup of a coach maybe getting a couple additional yeah
1: there's a lot of lost the locker room rumors that we've heard for right years too so it's it's time to get a look at that maybe a new coach is all the difference Um, did you
0: did you happen to hear I know I'm kind of backtracking a little bit but supposedly Kemba was like heartbroken to be traded to OKC
1: specifically to OKC or I don't know if it was
0: specifically or to be traded so it's like what was the truth here Was he mad and he wanted out or was he like upset that he was actually traded? Like, There's so many different things out there that I'm hearing. And again, like I know I keep saying uh, something I read online, but, you know, usually I won't say that if it's not by someone verified or somebody that's reputable. So uh, because I don't like to put I don't like to say those things and have it be like, some random guy with six followers on on Twitter. Listen, you, know?
1: you and I both know there's plenty of crap that floats around on Celtics and Bruins Twitter. Um, so yeah, we do our best to filter it and only talk about the w- worthy discussions here. Uh, right. the The other th- element of the Kemba trade that we that is worth mentioning, and it's just I don't I don't even know what to discuss about it. It's just it's interesting, I guess. Is that Al? Remember, Al was asked uh, if he knew Kemba was coming and if that would have uh, affected his decision. Oh, yeah, 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 and so it's just now it's just interest. And he said, uh, just to remind anyone who or anyone who is unaware, uh, he said, yeah, he's like, I don't want to talk about the past. The past is the past. I'm paraphrasing significantly. I don't want to talk about the past. The past is the past. But yeah, that that might have made things different. like different. Um, you know, essentially saying. Yes. <laughs> I had no idea. And uh, and apparently his tone sh- shifted pretty severely with that. So, yeah, now that they are traded for one another, that's very interesting to me. Although Al seems ecstatic to get bas- back to Boston. That so does, was the other so thing. does Anna um, Horford. Shout out to Anna Horford. Yeah. And, if, and if you guys don't follow her on Twitter, do it. Anna Horford is a gem. She's more excited than he is. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, she's more of a personality than he is, too. And not to say Al's not a personality. I mean, he's had the greatest bit in the NBA, in my opinion, in recent past with his flinching and duck, ducking from the uh, free throws, which I I think is intentional now. I've come around. Yeah. I believe he does it intentionally because sometimes he'll do it so late. Either that or he's making fun of himself. I don't know. But I, I don't know. I love it. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Horfords.
0: That that was something that I actually you kind of uh, reminded me that I wanted to ask you about. So, at the trade deadline, did you so did you read the thing where B- Blake Griffin had reached out to a Celtics player asking about coming to Boston, and he was told not to come here because they were basically a dysfunctional family at that point in time. Did you hear that? I did not. So he had reached out to a friend that was on the Celtics, whoever that may be. They didn't say exactly. Obviously he's not going to out whoever his buddy is, but he had basically reached out and said, Hey, I'm thinking about coming to Boston or I think it would be a good idea. Actually. Well, he was a free agent, right? He got bought out.
1: Um, I believe the ball was in his No. Yeah. He got bought out. That's right. He was a buddy. Right. So he,
0: he thought about coming here, which I would have been a huge fan of. I'm a big fan of him. I I wish, you know, I would have loved to see him on the Celtics. I don't know that that's, uh a a huge game changer for us but it's definitely a help. I am
1: glad that we got Jabari Parker but absolutely I would have taken Blake Griffin. I love it makes all you wonder, things about Blake Griffin including the fact that he's a dick and he stands up for his teammates and he's like Right. He's a tough guy. And as far as the yep. NBA goes, Blake Griffin's a, a, a tough a-hole who you want on your team. Who can apparently still yep. throw it down. Right, Giannis? I love him.
0: I I I wish yeah. <laughs> I wish that he came here it would have been awesome. Um, but it makes you wonder, it's like, then you find out that there's disgruntled players on the team and it makes you wonder if he was reaching out to Kemba, you know, cause think about, of course, he's probably friendly with most guys on the team it, or I don't know. You know, I, I gotta be honest. I listened to a podcast recently that he was on and he literally said, I don't have friends. He's like, I don't, I do not make friends with anybody. I come there, I play basketball, I leave. That's it. That does, seem, so,
1: that does seem accurate. I think he's getting a little more open to the idea, and he knows he needs to like gel with people more now.
0: Right. I'm sure that, that that's a little bit extreme, but it also makes you wonder who was his buddy on the team. I mean, if you look at age-wise, it would make more sense that he'd be buddies with a guy like Kemba. Um, they probably played
1: against each other in college.
0: Right. So it makes you wonder if that's where it came from. It's just interesting, you know, just just kind of uh something to think about and something to look at.
1: I mean, dude, he was like oh right after the deadline, right before? Kemba was potentially up for a trade and wanted a mutual breakup at the deadline. Yeah. I think it I mean if we <laughs> the, could ever the the find stars out the are answer. Aligning here. Yeah, if we yeah if we could ever f- actually find out the answer, I'd put money on Kemba. Totally.
0: We should be detectives. We we pretty much cracked that case quick. We
1: absolutely should, and we have no insider access. All we are is on Twitter, baby. What's up <laughs> to the balcony? Balcony chatter. Uh, what's like the Fox, the local news, like reporter, <laughs> like the investigative reporter, whatever, dude. BC.
0: Well, I, I, that's gonna be our out. next our next thing. It'll be like a true crime episode that we crack a case. Yeah, so the real crime. be on the lookout for that. Yeah. The real crime is Kemba Walker was was
1: wrong. <laughs> he lied. He just wanted yep. out. It just wasn't working for him.
0: He got, he got his feelings were hurt when he got booed.
1: Yeah. Well, I do feel like a part of the Kemba thing is, is the city of Boston and how hard it is to play in that city. I feel like Kemba Walker left Charlotte where he sucked and they were fine with it <laughs> kind of, you know, and then he came here and even on good nights. Look, State, I I, I
0: get it, you know? man. It's, it's not easy to get booed, yeah. especially by your home crowd. Like Dude, I'm not I, I giving him a hard so time I for that. An, uh, yeah, I can't call yeah, out
1: exactly. an Yeah, exactly. I don't go through that. yeah. But, you know.
0: It's also a part of the game, unfortunately. on
1: Everyone else is taking it on the chin. You know? Right. So, I don't know. Except Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. No. Saging. He's taking it through the sage. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited for Imei. Here's the... Okay, so here, I'll get into... I said welcome back, Al. I love that Al's back. I love Al Horford. But the one thing I gotta bring up, Andrew, as we wind down here late... Here we go. Let's not act (laughs) as psychotic Celtics fans that we all are, and yes, I'm roping every single one of you in on this because you listen to this. Let's not act like when Al's averaging eight points seven six seven rebounds three or four assists in december or january you're not going to be complaining about that don't tell me that oh because you're going to look and see that he's still getting paid 25 million dollars and don't act like that's not going to piss you off (laughs) that's my only point everyone is so excited for al to be back and i am one of those people but let's not act like you know he was averaging ten points on the Thunder. Is there room for his ten points? Will we take it? Absolutely. Here's an interesting thing. What if he comes off the bench? I love that idea. Then I actually think he could
0: average more. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hated by all Celtics fans he's, by the end of he's, he's by the time we stop doing this podcast. Yeah. Because when I saw that that trade happened, I wasn't upset that Kemba got traded. I could kind of care less, only because. We never truly got fully healthy and fully um, elite Kemba, you know. So the I wasn't third, I wasn't extremely upset.
1: Third free agent, third players, third big player in a row since. By the way, Isaiah Thomas was traded for Kyrie. That we've never really seen them. We said it about Gordon Hayward. Now we're saying it about. But I did, said it about Kyrie, and now we're saying it about Kemba.
0: But my my point to this was that I saw that we got Horford back and I was kind of like, oh, really? Yeah. Cool. I guess. Listen. I was like, okay. And I'm going to get pro- I'm going to get proven wrong. Watch watch what happens this season. Good. He's going to prove me wrong and I'm going to be happy that he proved me wrong, but like I was like, we're doing this thing again. They literally just took down, yo, I'm not even kidding. There was a there was an Al Horford hood chocolate milk billboard in on the highway that I drove by every day for like seven months after he was gone. So like they just took this thing down and now you got to put it back up because he's back here. <laughs> I didn't know They, they should have, have just that. left That's it amazing. off. They should That's so funny. <laughs>
1: uh, he's two years older and people were ready for him to go. When he went, they could have taken it either way, taken it either way, whatever.
0: Now everyone's no, real, all him. those That's people right are very excited. I don't get it. What's that? I I don't know, man. I just it, it. I don't even know what to say about it. I mean, I'm 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 open to let's see how it goes and let's see if he can contribute. And I don't see why he wouldn't be able to. I mean, it's just about at what level.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: and how many minutes,
1: and who is he taking minutes from? I think it's all right. wrapped into one big, what the hell is this going to be? I hope we're both pleasantly surprised, Andrew, but I don't think we're disagreeing on the uh, Al Horford thing, the way we disagree on the Marcus Smart thing, which is, to say, the most disagreed upon thing we've ever had on our podcast.
0: I was just going to say that. I think that's the one thing that we've, it's we've never... It's significant, too.
1: I ain't budging. I don't, yeah, I no, don't it's think, fine. I don't think I,
0: and I'm glad
1: and I'm not sure you will. I think this is just a take on Marcus Smart. I mean, no, because you're acknowledging how good he is.
0: That's part of the value. You're just I'm acknowledging that's that he does have a lot of value to this team. Yeah. That's that's and again, every time I say that they should trade him. The reason that I think that is because that I think that he would get the biggest return. Yeah for the, yeah. for his value.
1: And in the modern NBA, you have to trade value to get value back. That's just that's sure. the only way that's the only way it happens. That's I mean,
0: that's happens. that's why we broke even it, or if we even broke even on the Kemba trade.
1: Right. Right. Which who's to say? So,
0: I think I think that we assuming that Marcus Smart is still here, this is the season where I hopefully get my entire outlook on him reversed. So I'm I'm looking forward to that part of this season. Well,
1: let's see it. I'm ready for it. Um should we should we hop around both leagues real quickly since that's not very much effort. I mean what else what else do you got? Uh just you know Sun's looking like they're about to take as we're recording this you'll know tomorrow. Uh Suns looking like they're gonna maybe be able to take a 3 0 league, but the Clippers keeping it close, 48 to 46 on Chris Paul's return. And, Andrew, I got some good news for you, buddy.
0: Tell, tell me tell me it. It's 2-2 two,
1: two, Knights-Canadians with six left in the third. It's not fantastic, but it's better than we were when we started recording, which is 2-1 Canadians.
0: I need I need Vegas to, to force a Game
1: 7 here. I do, too. I want Game 7 hockey, especially in this series. This has been nuts. In Vegas, too, it would be. Guess what I didn't want, though? Why did I just say that like I'm Yoda? Yeah. In Vegas it would be. You should do that for the an entire cast one time. <laughs> um get, guess who I didn't want to get I didn't want a game 7 from the other the other idiots. The The Islanders? I'm so done with them. I, yeah, I'm man. rooting I'm actively rooting for the Lightning. I didn't realize I hated the Islanders so much. I, I hate the Lightning. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, it's just coming out of me. I'm just learning as it happens, I guess. I'm yeah. si- I'm sick of it. But yeah, and then uh
0: The Sixers are out. (laughs) (laughs) You you just wanted to get that out there? A
1: little bit. Just a little, you know. (laughs) I told my Philly friends they didn't deserve it, but I'm so glad they got it. (laughs) (laughs) I got several Sixers. I've talked to a few, and I've said, "Uh, so uh, you hate Ben Simmons as much as me now, huh? And at least two of them have said, I hate Ben Simmons more than you, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like oh, I don't know. He's st- getting a lot of heat. I'm still pretty mad about the rookie of the year theft, but all right. Uh he deserves all the heat. The fact there was a there was a perfect quote tweet on uh t- on Twitter uh where it was the quote the tweet was Ben Simmons in an interview he said I'm not going to be missing these forever, you know, like this is just for now like this you know, this is a phase like don't get used to this. And someone quote tweeted it, and goes, "Check the date." And the date from the original tweet was December of 2017, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, good God, Doc Rivers is vowing to take care of a, to take care of the shooting this year. Are we ready to There's- do? Do you, do you have another seven minutes to do Doc Rivers' slander? Because I've, I've got it in me, and then we could really turn away some of the heads that listen to this podcast.
0: <laughs> Wait, so there there's no—yes, I do, actually. But, but before that, there's no way that Ben Simmons is still on that team next year, right? I don't
1: think—yeah, Doc Rivers can say whatever the hell he wants. I don't think he has any of the power that he had when he was in um, L.A., with how he was, I mean, he just, he was the GM in LA. I don't think he's consulted at all. I think this is Daryl Morey's team, and I would be shocked. I think Daryl Morey is kicking himself because I believe there's some rumors that he wouldn't put Ben Simmons in the Harden trade. Look at that now. Put that under a microscope now. Oh, my Lord. How can you not kick Dude. yourself? You would, you guys would have won. You would have been the first, you would have been the first seed with Embiid, with Horford so much shooting plus plus Embiid. they <laughs> you kept i don't think you, you kept the guy who was afraid you, to dunk in the last minute you kept the guy who scored 15 points in the last minute. i don't think you understand
0: i don't think you understand tim all you got to do is trust the process oh
1: my god shout out to greeny barstool greeny the Celtics guy who tweeted <laughs> which part of the process is this <laughs> yeah. That was
0: a great That was awesome
1: Oh man I love it Process expired dude On to the next Can't call it the process anymore It's over It's done It's so over Once you trade Ben Simmons The process doesn't exist (laughs) Hinky should be rolling In whatever bed he sleeps in nowadays But also be smiling (laughs) Because he would have fixed this and the fact that the the fact that the city of Philadelphia, which I do think would have done this even more so than I think Boston would have, I believe the city of Philadelphia would have done this. The as much as they should have rioted to have that man reestablished, they did not. This is, I fault them. <laughs> You've signed up here. Revenge of the hinky, hinky! If if we if I still have to deal with the karma of it, and I hope getting rid of Danny changes that. Then they got to deal with the the karma of firing Hinky because you guys blew the process. The fact that you guys still quote his mantra all the time is a sham and a shame. And uh, and Doc Rivers is never going to do it for you. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, that's sad.
1: Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I have a few Philly fran- fans who I think occasionally listen to this. I'm really going to catch them off guard. I'm expecting a few fu texts tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just call it like I see it, boys.
0: Hey, Doc Rivers has lost all, the most team sevens can in do playoff here.
1: history, and we've seen a good amount of them, haven't we, Andrew? Oh yeah. So that's all I got. Screw you, Philly. Welcome to the bottom of the pit. Bottom of the yep. pit being uh the bottom five of the East. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man. Well, I guess I mean by this point next or by our next episode. We should know the finals for both sides, right? Yeah, for both leagues. Yeah, I hope it's Suns Hawks. Suns and four, baby. Suns and four. It's looking. Well,
1: <laughs> they're down three now, but it's looking. It's looking like it's it's possible. And then, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, we said go Knights last week, right? I'm still with that. Like get get through this. And
0: oh yeah, we're sticking with that
1: fully Knights. Like I just I would love the Islanders to not be in the finals, but I I still do not want the. Yeah, there's one team that can win. That's it. It's the knights. Pull it out. Yeah, you better pull this- the only
0: the only team that I don't hate out of all of them. Yeah.
1: Well, four ten left. Still two two. I guess we can go, we can go watch the end of that.
0: Yep. All right. Well, man. thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back next week with another episode, and I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Like I said, we'll we'll know the outcomes of the the final semifinals and going into the finals of both leagues. And hopefully we'll, you know, we'll have some updates on some more Celtic stuff, maybe some Bruins updates. We're coming up here on the entry or the expansion draft after the finals are over. Exciting. And then we have the regular draft. Like, I believe it's like two days or three days after that. And everything's going to start coming in pretty quick and trades and all that. I think that if they're going to happen, it'll probably happen before the drafts and whatever. So, I don't know. It's going to be interesting in the next couple of months. Yeah. And I don't think you and I are going to have much of a
1: summer break with, with these two teams in this league right now. These
0: yeah. Leagues. I mean, the Celtics didn't want to give us any break at all. So, that, nope. you know, nope. that's fun.
1: Hey, shout out to Brad. I still love how fast he moved. Make the offseason shout shout off yours, Brad. Trader Bradley. Trader Bradley. <laughs> President <laughs> Brad. We've always called him. He is there. Yep. All right. Well, and then uh, also, one thing I do want to say about the expansion draft. Is I, yes, I, I feel like I get excited, and everyone else in the league dreads it.
0: Is it because I, I like, hate it. love video games too much? Uh, I I don't know if it's that, but I the reason I say I hate it is because there's so many potential players that you you know you can't you can only cover so many players, so it's tough because you could lose a very good player. Where when do when 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 is that list announced? Do we know that date
1: of protected um, players?
0: Yeah, we do know the date. I don't know off the top of my head, but it's definitely before, obviously. Right.
1: Well, stay tuned next week, guys. I think we're going to have our either our Bruins or our Celtics talk. we got some guests on the
0: way. and Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to have another expansion draft pretty soon, too, because the Harlem Globetrotters are trying to get into the NBA. But what we'll is, just leave that there. What is that? What does that mean? <laughs> the, I mean, I'm serious. Oh, they got They're a- trying to become the next expansion team.
1: Are you serious?
0: <laughs> yeah. Three teams in New York. I mean, a team in Harlem is sick,
1: but the Globetrotters just, are they still going to Nobody's tour? ever going to take them seriously. Is it going to
0: tour? Is it going to be the players that already exist? Is it's it, going to be like, they're, they're going to set up, their home court is going to be like a slam ball court you, so that they can do like front flips and stuff.
1: You can't just uh, obtain players from another team, too. It's going to be, if they obtain the image, that's a whole thing. All right, I got to read about that. We can talk about that next week. That's insane <laughs> yeah. to me.
0: We'll we'll do a Harlem Globetrotters episode. Yeah, I'm gonna stand the generals the whole time. Say it's all been a setup. <laughs> we're we're saving that for next week. So get all your right. takes in on the on the Globetrotters. Yeah, it's
1: the Globetrotters and the fan brew take. and uh, don't forget to hit that number. Leave us a voicemail or let us know your number. And we can give you a call and get your take coming up for next week. Let's go. Let's go. Stretched.